Section four of Dear Godchild. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Marianne. Dear Godchild by Marguerite Bernard and Edith Serrell. Section four. Letters thirteen to twenty. Greenville Falls, New York. Dear Miss Secretary, the boy you give me is a girl. What are you going to do about it? Yours respectfully, James P. Jackson, Jr. Dear Mr. Jackson, In reply to your letter, we would state that the mistake was due to the handwriting of the child's mother, making the name appear to be spelt with one E instead of two, and thus making it a boy's name. We will endeavor, as soon as possible, to repair our error, as it was never our intention to deceive you. Very truly yours, Junior Committee of the Fatherless Children of France. Greenville Falls, New York. Dear Miss Secretary, I didn't say you were deceiving. I just want to tell you the boy you give me was a girl, so you would not make that mistake again. It is the limit, when you have told the fellers you had a boy, to go and get a girl. And when I shod the letter to Dad, he said, By Jove, you're in a fine position, you are. And I said, how is that? And he said, first thing you know, you will get yourself talked about, writing to a girl in France, and that would be fine, wouldn't it? Respectfully yours, J.P. Jackson, Jr. Greenville Falls, New York, March seventh, 1917 Dear Godchild, I received your letter, and I did not die. Of course, you can't help being a girl instead of a boy, and that's all right because Heloise and Myra Louise and Nellie, the girl next door, and pretty nearly everybody would rather be a boy than a girl, but you were the limit to fib about it, and you have put me in an awful queer position, so no more for this time. Your godfather, J.P. Jackson, Jr. P.S. I will support you the same, so do not worry. Paris, 21 March, 1917 Dear Mr. James, I have your letter, and I perceive that you are very much offensed. One time more I demand pardon, but I cannot be like you want, and by consequence I can never more call myself your dear good child. If you love me not, and I am offensive, I have not business of you and your silver. Please give it to one unhappy little boy. It is worth better that I have hunger. It is worth better that I be made dead by the bushes than to be like one little medicant. I demand to maman if it is not true, and she says yes. I thank you for all the pain you did take for me, and I forget never. When I become grand, I will render to you all you pay for me. Good-bye, Monsieur James. Receive the expression of my best salutations. André Leblanc Greenville Falls, New York April 2nd, 1917. Dear Godchild, Say, what is the matter with you anyway, and why don't you want me to support you any longer? I am your godfather, and you are my godchild, and it is a legal affair, Dad says, and if anybody says anything about it, they will have to deal with me, see? Anyway, maybe I was kinder cranky about it, and you kinder fibbed, so let's say we had a scrap and shake on it, and let it go at that. Lots of fellers here have scraps with girls, 
And last week, Dinky Odell, who is Carl Odell's youngest brother, had one with Heloise, cause he hollered, Heloise, go wash your feet, the board of hell's across the street, at her, and she cried. But he sent her a peach of a poem to make it up, and here it is. If you don't like me any more, then I shall enlist and go to war. I guess Dinky's gonna be a poet, all right. You know I might go to war, too. Lots of the fellers here are enlisting in the foreign regiments. There's Carl O'Dell, who has joined the Canadian Royal Flying Orbs, and Hanky Jones is going to drive a truck in France, and I guess he will be some driver all right, because he has drove the new automobile hearse here for two years now, and says he goes like the dickens. Of course, I ain't saying I'm going to enlist right away, but I got some ideas in mind, and I'm thinking of raising a regiment of Boy Scouts or Red Indians. I guess the Redskins would be the best, and say, wouldn't Kaiser Bill look cheap if he saw a bunch of Redskins beating it after him? I bet he'd run to beat the band, and I bet they'd catch him, and if they did, good night for Kaiser Bill. Say, they wouldn't do a thing to him except maybe scalp him or skin him alive, and wouldn't he look cheap then? Redskins is awful fierce when they get going, and I don't reckon anybody could stop them once they got started. We had an awful scare last night. I've been supporting you all day chopping wood, and I was dead beat, but all of a sudden I was woke up by Dad and he was yelling, Murder, murder! And Amanda and Cecilia and Mother, who had their hair and curl papers, rushed in, and there was Dad having a bully fight in bed, and he was punching the pillow and yelling, Murder, murder! And we was all scared to go near him because he would punch us like the pillow. So Mother took a pitcher of cold water and threw it in his face, and that woke him up, and he was mad as time, and said, What you trying to do, drown me? And then he laughed, and he told us his dream, and it was this way. Max Dinkelheim, the shoemaker, was a German spy, and he was trying to sell hot dogs with bombs in them, and no one knew that there was bombs in them except Dad. And he said, You dirty Fritz, cut that out. And Max, he grabbed Dad by the hair, and Dad, he yanked Max by the ear, and they was having a bully fight when out came five more Germans and began to pace Dad on the head. And, of course, he couldn't manage the six of them, so he was yelling, Murder, murder! And then he got the pitcher of water, and that was all. I bet Dad could have licked the stuffing out of Max Dinkelheim and all right. I bet we're going to have a war this week, and if we do, Dad says the Kaiser will find out he has bit off more than he can chew. And you had better make up with me, because I think you are all right. And if we have a war, I might be in a position to help you. Thank you for burning that candle for me. We have been burning some sulfur ones for Heloise and Molly, and they seem to be getting along nicely. Don't forget when you write to say you are not mad at me any more. Your affectionate godfather, James P. Jackson, Jr. P.S. How's your big brother making out? P.P.S. Thank you very much for busting that dog for me. I have a pig with a hole in it, and if I earn enough money next week, I will send it to you. P.P.P.S. Who is that Mr. Lecure you talk so much about? 18 Rue de Autancourt, April 16th. Dear Monsieur James, When I go to school the week past, I see the flag of America floating well high, and all the world is content because you come to aid us terminate by a peace victorious this war so terrible, and be like one brother for the triumph of the justice and the liberty and the humanity. That is what the mistress of school explicate to us, and we love and honor the Amerique like the great sister Republique, 
and then she tell us get up and learn chant the song of the banner of stars perhaps you have hear it it begins odis voyez-vous à l'air du matin etc the mistress write it all on the tables black and we copy in lieu of the exercise of grammar and that makes us all joyful but all that make me think so much of you that i cannot empêche myself even if you are no more my godfather to pin the little flag american that you give me on my heart and that save you from death by the hoopenkopf when i attached it to the candle of st verga and then pending the recreation of midday i go home and the factor bring your letter and when i return to school i effort myself so strong to read your letter that i cannot make it like it must my chart geographique but i promise isabel gavu the little girl of the merchant of shoes that if she will to aid me i will lend her my pretty handkerchief new for go to church the morning of easter so we be all content and i have very much the time to reflect and respond at your letter dear monsieur james i comprehend that you want i continue to be your dear godchild i demand to maman what to do and she says take the silver and make no more infantile foolishness only one onion costs five sous now and the life is very hard but america have the great heart to help us and give us the hand and we work all for the two of the patrie so dear godfather we be not mad at ourselves any more and i promise i make no more the fib and you make no more the cranky is it not i must to make many progress in american for when you come i reckon you come like the dickens like yellin thunder with the skin of alive redskins and the hot dogs dear benefactor what is the hot dogs my great sister says it is a species of machine-gun american it is very funny your papa make the wicked dream you have the very beautiful family me too a great brother jules is already the corporal and he is like the chevalier bayard without fear and without reproach one day he tell me a great o'clock de blue take off his hat and he pick it off the ground and say oh fris i wanted not to be so polite and salute you and my great brother tell me many things important on the war but i write them not because the censure would scold me or perhaps put me in prison pending his permission of four days he teach little jean the chants of the regiment a some are not for the little infants maman says so he whistle them but jean love the military chants much more than the ones of latin he learned to sing in the church and i hope he mix them not dear godfather to-morrow is easter and i am making an egg for you it is a surprise so i tell you not what is in it your affectionate godchild andre leblanc may fifteenth nineteen seventeen greenville falls new york dear godchild gee whiz but kaiser bill is in for it gee whiz you ought to see how uncle sam is fixin up for him joe kelly and walter daly and a lot of the fellers are goin in for aviation and bill wilson's scoutmaster and organizing a crack bunch of boy scouts and we have a home defense and dad has got a uniform and a wooden gun and he says it is a pretty good bunch of fellers but he could do more with them if he was captain instead of mr larkin who is a good feller but a bum aptin i ain't sayin much but i got a few ideas 
and I wouldn't let it surprise you if I was to invent something one of these days. But I can't tell you what it is because the censor would cut it out. I got your egg, and I thank you for it. But, say, it got me in Dutch all right. It was this way. The postman brought the package just as I was going to school, and I didn't have time to open it. So I took it along, and we was having some special exercises for Colonel Dudley, who was to talk on, Do your bit to help win the war. And Bug Hadley was reciting the Gettysburg Address, and I opened the package, and there was your egg all smashed up. I guess them cardboard eggs ain't very strong, or maybe the censor didn't handle it gently. Anyhow, it was smashed, and the curl inside it was there all right, only it was kind of mixed up with the cream candy, and I was unmixing them when Lily Graham, who sat behind me, whispered to Ernie Dinkelheim, who is Max Dinkelheim's youngest son, Jimmy Jackson's girl in France has sent him a curl. And Ernie started to laugh and say, Oh, you curly, curly Jackson. And I said, You shut up. And he said, Oh, poo-poo, poo-poo. And I said, Don't you poo-poo me. And he said, Who'll I poo-poo then? And I said, Poo-poo the Kaiser. And he said, The Kaiser won't let me poo-poo him, and you leave him alone. And I said, the Kaiser is bug house, and Ernie, he made a grab at me and landed me one on the chin, and I pasted him one on the eye, and Bug Hadley, he stopped saying the Gettysburg dress, and Miss Davis, she was jumping up and down hollering, Oh, boys, oh, boys, stop them, stop them, and Colonel Dudley, he hopped off the stand and pulled us apart, and Miss Davis was for putting us on the platform with our arms on each other's shoulders, but the Colonel said, No, it is that other boy's fault, and sent him home. So they sent Ernie home, and he was mad as time. Then the colonel gave his talk, and said how the girls could help by making the bandages, and how the boys could find out who was for the government and who wasn't. I bet Ernie and his father isn't, and I'm going to keep my eye on them. Then we sang the French national anthem, and it is a fine hymn, and it goes this way in English. Ye sons of France, awake to glory, the day of victory has come. Your children's wives and sires horny, Behold their tears, and that's as far as I've learnt. We have got to learn all of it, and there is a bully part that goes, March on. Yesterday the fife and drum corps played it and the star-spangled banner, and some of the boys laughed, cause the fife sort of squeaked. I don't see how anybody can laugh when they play the star-spangled banner. Did you get my pig? I supported you this week by polishing ten door handles at seven cents each. Some of them was already polished. But the folks was real nice about it, and let me give them an extra polish. Say, why don't you tell me who Mr. LeCure is? I have asked you two times now. And say, if I was you, I wouldn't say, come like the Dickens, or skin them alive, or any of that kind of talk. It is all right for boys, who are used to roughing it, but it is not nice for girls. So if I was you, I would go easy on it. And hot dogs ain't machine guns. They are sausages that are made from them low-down German dogs that have shirt legs. But they test bully in a roll. The villets and pollywogs have come, and I would send you some, but I guess they would dry up before you got them. Anyway, you needn't worry much about the war now that Uncle Sam is in it, and we will lick the stuffing out of him together. I mean out of Kaiser Bill. Your affectionate godfather, James P. Jackson, Jr. P.S. Bug Hadley? said it was lucky for him Ernie and I had that fight, because he had forgot what come after, and dedicated to the proposition. End of section 4